0: Welcome to the Managing Miscarriage Podcast. I am Melissa Whitman, founder of the nonprofit One Generation and our current initiative, Managing Miscarriage. I need your help. Let's take this community to the next level. Here's what you can do. Number one, if you like this podcast, please hit pause and take a few seconds to rate it on iTunes. Number two, donate through our website, managingmiscarriage.com. Number three, share your story. Go to calendly.com slash melissawhitman to schedule a time to chat with me. Or, number four, join our Patreon page for over 30 more episodes you can't find anywhere else, as well as exclusive content. Patreon.com slash miscarriage, that's P A T R E O N.com slash miscarriage. All the details are linked in the show notes. Enjoy the episode and thanks for tuning in. Dr. Sunita Osborne is back with us to talk about your relationship with your body after miscarriage, as well as your relationship with your partner. So two huge topics that really deserve to have a light shine on them. Thank you for joining us again. Yeah, thank you for having me. So when we talk about... Relationship with your body during miscarriage. Obviously, there's a relationship that starts before you're even pregnant mm-hmm. and then when you find
1: out you're pregnant. Yes, definitely. Yeah, I think, you know, we already start to notice so many changes happening in our relationship with our body the minute that that pregnancy test says positive. For a lot of people, they start becoming more aware of their body, more protective of their body. Like I know for myself, I am someone who just does not eat a lot of fruits or vegetables or anything like that. But once I found out I was pregnant, I was like, oh, my God, it's not just me anymore. I have this whole other being inside of me that I have to take care of. I think another huge part of that too is, I mean, we have to start restricting some of even our activities and things like that, or before we would maybe take certain risk or play certain sports like rock climbing, things like that. We completely have, we have Mm -hmm. to change the way that we orient ourselves in the world. So I think just, From the get-go, our relationship with our body just starts to change, where we look at it differently, we're more protective of it, more caring of it, more loving towards it, and just, again, more aware of it. I will say, in my work as a therapist, something I think a lot of therapists struggle with, and I think a lot of folks experience this in different careers, when they're just kind of back-to-back of like, okay, I don't really have time to eat all the time, or time to go like use the restroom in between appointments, but... Once I found out I was pregnant, I was like, okay, I have to do these things now because I have something else inside of me that I'm trying to protect. So it really can change the way that you relate to your body on so many different levels. And I think it's really important to acknowledge that because then the experience that you have with your body after miscarriage feels like a very fundamental shift.
0: Yeah, definitely. And it's like that mothering starts Yes, instantly.
1: yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it definitely does. I think we start getting protective, start getting loving, start yeah. forming this relationship with this life growing inside of us, and as a result, our relationship with our body just really evolves in a way that is unlike any other. I would say,
0: yeah, definitely. And I think that's part of why when we find out we have a mis- we've had a miscarriage. You know, I'm speaking to miss miscarriage because that's mm-hmm. my personal experience. It's like you felt like a mother and now what are you?
1: Yes. And that is deep. Like that hurts. <laughs> yes, I completely agree. It is, you know, I think the loss that we experience in miscarriage is so multifaceted. We have the loss of being a mother. We have the loss of some of the dreams and the hopes that we have. We experience for this. There's a loss on so many different levels. And I think- that there's like a almost like a switch that is flipped afterwards, where before I was experiencing my body as this beautiful vessel that was creating this life inside of me. I almost I use this analogy in my chapter in my book, The Miscarriage Map, talking about how it almost feels like my body and I were on the same team where we are supporting this dream that I have. Yeah. And then after a miscarriage, it's like, what just happened? We were on the same team. My heart, my soul, everything wanted this so much. And it feels almost like a betrayal that my body wasn't able to support that dream, hold that dream for me.
0: Yes, exactly. It's common Mm -hmm. that women feel this way, but we
1: don't, none of us really know what to do about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is so true. I think it's really common that. For people to feel angry with their body after miscarriage, to feel resentful, to feel upset, disappointed, disconnected—I think is another thing as well too. One thing I think it's important to acknowledge is, first of all, your body just may not really even feel like your own after miscarriage. We're going through this like hormonal roller coaster, so your mood may be all over the place. You just don't feel like yourself. I think another thing that's important to acknowledge is depending on how far along you are, you may have experienced some changes in your body physically. Like I know for myself, I had gained some weight and I share an analogy or actually an example in my book that is both somewhat comical, but definitely has some just truth to it as well too, that in my second miscarriage, I had grown two cup sizes in my bra size And at first, I like reveled in that change of like, yes, my body is changing. It's supporting this pregnancy. I'm so excited. I will embrace every change that comes with pregnancy. But after my miscarriage and before my body kind of like went back to its former self, I resented that change. I resented the fact that my body looked different, but that I had experienced this loss, that there was no baby at the end of this journey. And that I talked about the idea that my new bras that I had became this harbinger, almost like a reminder for everything that I had lost. So I think it's just important to speak to how incredibly normal it is that you're going to have a lot of complicated feelings with your body after miscarriage, and they will could experience the whole gambit of negative feelings of resentment, betrayal, sadness, disappointment, all of that.
0: I think I struggled with, and I hear this from women on a daily basis, that you know, it might be normal, but is it normal for it to be,
1: like, this consuming? hmm Like, minute-to-minute consuming? Yeah. And, you know, I think... Something it's important to remember that for the first few weeks after any kind of significant trauma or loss, it is pretty normal that it could be pretty consuming for us for the first like few weeks or so. I think when it gets more maybe concerning or problematic is that if it's maybe let's say 2 to 3 months after your loss and you're still finding that every single minute of your day almost feels like it's consumed by thinking about your loss by almost to the point that it feels like I can't even function at work anymore because my loss is just on my mind all the time. And I think that's the time where we need some support and we need some extra help. Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah, that's good. And a lot of the women I speak with do end up going to counseling, which Mm -hmm. is really, really great. But there's always that, like, at what point do I go? So, okay. Yeah. That's good.
1: That's helpful. For sure, I'm definitely a little biased, but I always think that therapy is helpful at <laughs> any point, but I think that can always be a good signal that if it's a few months after your loss and you're still finding yourself feeling really consumed, it's taking up a lot of your headspace and it's hard for you to really just like function and complete your day to day tasks that could be the sign that you need to get some extra support, some extra help. okay, that's good, yeah, and you know speaking to your earlier question of okay, so. A lot of us can recognize this. We can notice that we're experiencing these negative emotions, these this feeling of disconnection with our body. But how do we move forward? I think one thing that's really important to think about is, and again, I use this analogy in my chapter. In um, The chapter is called Your Relationship with Your Body After Miscarriage. It's complicated because it definitely is. And I talk about repairing your relationship with your body the same way that you would repair a relationship with someone in your life. Because when you're in a relationship where it doesn't feel like both parties are pulling their weight, it can cause so much strain. If your partner doesn't show up for you when you need them, it almost feels like clouds hang over your relationship. Or if a friend continues to leave you waiting, deciding not to show up or call, you'd probably just end up seeing less and less of them over time. So when it's your own body who continues to let you down to not come through when you need them without showing any signs that things are going to change, we have that same kind of negative impact where it's like, I just want to move away from you. You are making me angry and upset and I just feel completely disconnected and let down by you.
0: I was so, like, I'm pretty sure I set the book down at that point because I've never heard the comparison or the analogy in that way and it's so spot on. Mm. But you take it away. It's like the one thing you can not Yes. Can't get away
1: from. Yes.
0: Yeah. That was so good.
1: That was that was so good. Yeah. I'm so glad you connected with that. I think and I mentioned that in the chapter too, that I it was actually kind of funny as I was writing the chapter that I had broken my finger just like a couple of weeks before then. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I was playing football. I was playing catch with my sister and her boyfriend and my husband. I was catching the football and apparently you're not supposed to catch a football with your hands like in a weird claw like shape. You're supposed to keep your hands, your fingers spread (laughs) out. So I caught the football, ended up like crushing my finger and like shattered three bones in my pinky finger. I don't know how that happened so easily, but it did. And so I was typing this chapter relationship with your body and getting so frustrated at myself and my body specifically for like, oh, it's so annoying to type right now with my pinky being broken and it hampering my ability to type as fast as I wanted to. And I had this moment of insight of like, oh my gosh, the same thing is happening again here. I am so mad at my body for not acting the way that I wanted it to be.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. A little flashback to like exactly get you in the moment
1: for writing. And it made me think that, Okay, yes, I am very angry. Yes, body, it feels like you let me down. But again, going back to that relationship analogy, when someone lets you down, it can be so challenging to see past the negatives. After our miscarriage, all we can see is just like, you didn't allow me to have a baby. Like my dream isn't happening now because my body let me down. But there was a reason that I was once... For example, married or friends with a person. Or in my case, there was a time where I respected and loved my body. So there is a way for me to get back there. And for me, part of that was being able to focus on what my body had given to me instead of taken from me. I was able to think about, okay, yes, I am devastated that I wasn't able to have a successful pregnancy And at the same time, my body has given me a hell of a lot to this point. It has allowed me to walk, to play sports, to play tennis, to live an amazing life. And I think it was so important to be able to make space for both the disappointment I felt towards my body as well as the respect and appreciation and gratitude that I felt towards my body as well. And I will say, this really does... I think, replicate when we think about our relationship with our partner as well, too, that we may feel a lot of negativity towards them after miscarriage at times because maybe we're feeling not supported by them in the way we want to or that they're not showing up in the way that we would expect them to. And I think it's just so important those moments that like your brain is going to be wired to notice all the negatives. Like once we notice once one negative, it just kind of almost like spirals from there. Like, oh yeah, they also did this and this and this and this, and this this all pisses me off. And I think it's really important if you can, to be able to make that intentional shift to both acknowledge the parts that hurt, but also the parts that have really served you in the past. That's good. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And I think one other thing that's kind of a couple of other things that are important when we think about, ways to heal our relationship with our body after miscarriage is again the same thing that we would do in a relationship is like if my partner lets me down in some way, it's really important to try to see if like, can I find out the why, right? So if my partner, if he had made, we would made plans and for whatever reason he doesn't show up, I'm gonna go ahead, I always tell this to my couples that I work with, like We should not assume that our partner's intentions are ever malicious because it is so rare that it ever is. Usually there is something going on. There's some kind of reason, something that we don't know, we haven't learned about yet that can allow us to kind of get a sense of, okay, this is what's going on here. So that is something else actually that the research supports that after miscarriage, in order to kind of heal your relationship with your body, it's helpful to get information on, you know, what was going on that caused this miscarriage to happen and for me, I think doing some of that testing, learn, getting some insight actually really helped me a lot. I didn't really find a definitive reason, I think, for a lot of people. That's their story as well, too, that they don't have like one specific yes. It was because of this and you just need to take this pill and you'll be good. But what I did find was like, okay, here are all the ways that your body is working really well, that it's functioning really well in the way that you needed to and all of that kind of helped me in healing my relationship with my body as well too just kind of getting that extra information getting some more of that understanding again in the same way that I would do in my relationship with my partner well in that process it's like
0: the conversation you'd have with your partner uh-huh. is the conversation you'd have with your you have with your doctor and the tests that you have done there's
1: a little bit of control in that process. Exactly. Yeah. It becomes almost like we're a team again. We're working together. Like We're going to go to the doctor, kind of like we're going to the doctor, the couples therapist. We're going to figure this out. We're going to like learn what's going on. Okay. Do you need some more like vitamins, whatever? Do you need this? Like we we will figure this out. And it feels really good to be almost like back on the same side again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And to that point, you know, when – exercise that I have at the end of that chapter in that book is talking about being able to just find ways to show your body some love. So finding ways to like reconnect and show your appreciation towards your body. So maybe finding a specific part of your body that you don't really notice a lot and maybe you take for granted, but that actually really deserves a lot of love. Like, so for me, that was like my hand realizing like my hand does so much for me. And I think part of that exercise is, okay, can I notice my hand? Can I notice everything that it's done for me today? in this week, in this past year? And can I find a way to show some appreciation? So that could be verbally doing that. It could be writing a letter. It could be doing something more physical, like let me go get a manicure. And while I'm doing that, let me really think about and focus on what it feels like to have this part of my body taken care of and appreciated. So I think those kind of exercises can really help us move towards healing and reconnecting with our body again.
0: And I found that having, specifically after miscarriage, having some kind of body work done, Mm -hmm. whether it's – I mean, acupuncture, it definitely can be. But I personally found, maybe because I was already going to acupuncture, that massage or something that was like really moving my body really helped Mm -hmm. let the emotions out and – in case this is helpful to any other introverts out there, I went to a different massage therapist that I didn't know. And I, can, I just told myself like, okay, even if I ball the whole time, I'm only going <laughs> to see them once.
1: Exactly. And, I <laughs> them
0: again, and that helped me relax into it. Yeah. But um, that was a really good way because I found yoga really helps me yeah. move through emotions. Mm-hmm. But at the beginning, like I needed someone to like literally put their hands on me and, Go, yeah. Move,
1: move my body, yeah. Yeah, I love that idea, and I will say, as a fellow introvert, I definitely use that rationale many times to make myself do things. Like, I can <laughs> oh, do this presentation, doesn't... yeah. Not at all. I was like, I can do this presentation. I'll probably, hopefully, never see these people ever again in my life. Whatever, I need to keep me moving forward. But I love that idea of like acupuncture, massage, yoga, anything that. Allows you to kind of reconnect with your body in some way. I actually had a friend recently who'd also had experiences with miscarriage. She shared that she had had an amazing massage where she just had this incredibly intuitive masseuse who talked about how she could kind of sense that there was some trauma in her abdomen area. And she's like, you know, I'm going to give this a lot of attention and a lot of love. And my friend shared, she's like, it was just so healing hearing that they said, getting that attention there. And I was like, oh my God, that sounds amazing. Yes. I actually had an experience with one person. Um,
0: it was, I think it was after my fourth miscarriage and she is like, this is so weird, but have you lost a child? How? Oh. Like, I just keep, she's working. on wow. And she's like, I just have this sense. I'm so sorry if you don't want to talk about yeah. it or if this didn't happen. And I, you know, of course I lost it. I was like, sorry. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and, um, yeah, she's like, I just wow. feel like you're really holding, you know, all of this in your hips mm-hmm. and, you know, whatever you want to think to that. I That is very much in my realm yeah. of, um, like, not feeling weird about that stuff. Mm-hmm. But, oh, my gosh, like, that was so helpful. And yeah. then to pair that, even mentally, because my hips did feel tight. And even just to mentally be like, okay, brain, go ahead, relax that, yes. let that go, Let's, you know, let's let that trauma go as much as I can. And yeah, that was really amazing. So it sounds similar to your friend. Yeah.
1: And what a beautiful experience. Oh my gosh. It sounded so powerful hearing her say that and yours as well. Just so powerful to be able to have that, to be able to get that recognition and to get that like attention and care from someone else, like transformative and healing. I'm so glad that you had that experience as well. Yeah. Yeah, it do- it feels validating. Yes. In a yes. way, like,
0: this was real. This did happen. Someone else is noticing. It's not just me.
1: Exactly. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what up. else?
0: Are, yeah. Do you have any other tips with relationship with your body?
1: Well, you know, I was actually thinking – I think there's so much here that come that is overlapping with your relationship with your partner, which would then go into <sighs> some you. of the body stuff as well too. I think first is that we talk about with a relationship with our body that we may feel really disconnected. That mind-body connection feels really just Maybe we fractured in a way than it ever has been before. And I think that is so true of our relationship as well, too, that for a lot of couples, a miscarriage is the first real like emotional trauma or significant event that they have to experience together. So I always think it's so important to normalize to the couples that I work with that it is normal to feel kind of distant from your partner after miscarriage. There is no blueprint for exactly what this should look like, how you should be responding. So I think that's just really important to make space for. Especially because we tend to grieve really differently after yeah, miscarriage. I was just thinking, right? right? And it's kind of the first time you find that out about your yes. parents. Yeah, I think that is such a good point. And I think it's hard too with miscarriage because here's this person who has experienced this with me in a way that no one else has. Yet they, I would say, almost all times are not. Ex- grieving it in exactly the same way, which it would be hard for that really ever to happen, that someone is going to grieve in the exact same way that you are in the exact same kind of like along the same timeline as well too. And at the same time, that can make it really hard sometimes for partners feeling kind of disconnected from their person that like, well, you don't seem as upset as I do. You're not expressing it in the same way that I do. And that feels maybe invalidating or dismissive or whatever else you mean. Yeah, I think to your point, it's so true that this is our first glimpse into, oh, this is how my partner responds to grief or a huge emotional trauma in our lives. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it almost becomes a opportunity to like really learn more about each other. And like what do I need in order to support my partner as we're going through this very different experience? I always tell couples too that normal takes a backseat after miscarriage, like our expectations of ourselves, our relationship, it looks different after miscarriage. The same thing comes to, I think a really important point here, and this ties in both the relationship piece and the body piece is that intimacy and specifically sex after miscarriage can feel really different than what it was like before. Again, you know, we experience this, all these changes in our body. Maybe my body looks different. I feel different. Also, before sex meant, okay, we were trying to make a baby together, and now maybe we're still trying to make a baby, but there is all this anxiety that comes with that. Or we're not trying to do that anymore because we have to wait because we just experienced this loss, and that's where we're at right now. But because of all of that, just the sexual intimacy between a between two partners can just feel very different. And I think it's so important to be transparent about that, to be able to share that, like, this feels different. This feels maybe awkward or confusing. You know, I shared some um, pretty raw anecdotes in my book talking about what intimacy with my husband looked like after our miscarriage, that at times, you know, I just felt really unsure of myself in my own body, that I didn't feel comfortable. And I had to communicate that to him, that, you know, maybe I, I need some time or I need things to be navigated in a way that they weren't before. And for us, that was incredibly healing to be able to share and almost to be able to give permission that, yeah, like I'm not okay right now. And that's okay. We can figure out a new way to work through this together, a new way to be able to connect. Again, in the same way, when we talk about our relationship with our body, new ways to be able to create that connection and to learn about each other and to learn what we need as well.
0: Yeah, a new road to that destination that you both want.
1: Exactly, exactly. And I will say, speaking to that, I think a really important dynamic that I've seen a lot of times that couples deal with after miscarriage is that miscarriage really is a trauma in the sense that it shakes our belief about ourselves, about the world, about others. And it's something that I've seen pretty commonly with couples that after miscarriage, one partner may change their ideas or beliefs about what they want their journey for to look like. You know, where before they maybe had this idea that, okay, we want to have two or three kids. Now, okay, I don't know if I could go through another loss again. Maybe I'm okay with just one kid. Or I don't know if I actually want to continue trying at all. And maybe I want to explore the journey of being childless. And I think that can create a lot of difficulty in a couple as well, too, especially when partners, and this is usually the case, are on different Sides of that discussion. I think one thing that I've been able to help couples within that is be able to really, and it comes to, I think, all things when it's working on your relationship, is moving towards understanding before problem solving. And again, this is the same when it comes to your relationship with your body. Before you take steps in, okay, I'm going to start fixing this, changing this, problem solving, let me take the time to understand where are my wounds, where are my hurts, where am I feeling misunderstood or needing support. And then once we really understand each other, understand what I need, what I'm wanting, how I've experienced this, then we can move towards, okay, how do we want to move forward? How do we want this journey together to look like?
0: Yeah. I know I found not just after miscarriage, but in you know a couple of times in my life when I have looked and said, okay, what what am I feeling dealing with what's mm-hmm. coming up, all of that. And when I work on it on myself, I'm able to come with less baggage, I guess. Like that's a terrible word for after miscarriage, but it brings so much stuff yeah. up. I'm able to bring less to the conversation. And the things that I bring are are really like foundational points mm-hmm. instead of like the straw that broke the camel's back kind of a thing. Yes. Do you – I mean, I'm guessing you see that, that that's kind of a common thing. Like if you kind of work on your own stuff and maybe this is a totally different question, Mm -hmm. but do you see couples together as well as separately? Because I feel like sometimes I have to figure out what am I feeling? What do I want? And I can't always figure that out in the conversation with my partner.
1: Mm -hmm. That is such a good point. And I will say, so... I again, I am a little biased here, but I always recommend if I see a couple in couples therapy, I'll always recommend that they do individual therapy as well, and so I'll usually recommend them to other individual therapists so that they can do their own individual work. So I think something that's so important, and there is a really awesome couples therapist who has done a lot of work, and one thing she has shared is that, you know, in the olden days essentially we talk about the idea that it takes a village to raise someone but a lot of times now we expect our partner to be our entire village they are the person that we go to for support for play for fun for intimacy to talk through things and at the same time that's just so much to put on another person especially when they are navigating their own loss as well too yeah, so doing the same thing right yeah, yeah. so yeah. I think that to your point it is so helpful to be able to be able to work through some of this individually to kind of take that time to process and collect my thoughts, and to kind of get a sense of okay, where what am I feeling right now? What am I? Where am I coming from? And then to have that conversation with your partner—that's something that I mentioned in the chapter in my book about your relationship. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah,
0: your book is a really good starting point for that, and maybe for some people that's all they need, but. Yeah. To like help you think through it, work through it for sure.
1: Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. I think that's so important to be able to have that time to be able to talk about it again as a couple. But like you said, to have that time separately as well. I know one thing that my husband and I struggled with is that – it can be so all-consuming after miscarriage. And it felt like for the first, like, at least couple of weeks or so after our losses, I would be talking about it almost all the time. And there was a point where he kind of just shared with me, like, you know, I really want to talk about this with you, but I also just, like, need breaks from it sometimes, too. Like, that's how he copes with things is that he needs that time to just, like, you know, decompress and think about it on his own. And I was like, that I'm so glad that you shared that with me. And I think that was a good like invitation for me to like, let me do my own reflecting. Let me do some journaling. Let me talk to my sister, my mom, whatever else. And then we can come together and have these kind of conversations. And I will say, I think it would be so excellent. And I'm thinking about this as my potentially my next book idea of doing like one book specifically on couples and the relationship after miscarriage. Because I think that is such an important topic.
0: It is. And it brings up. So much more than just, I mean, it obviously brings up having kids, right? Like, yes. do we still want to have yes. kids? Mm-hmm. But it brings up, do we have a good enough support network where we live? Are we near family and we want to move? Do we want to move closer to family? Mm-hmm. Do we want to, you know, how was the health care in the community we right. were in? So there are all these pieces, but at the beginning, you're just, it's survival. I mean, you're like just trying to get out of it. But As you start to, as the fog starts to lift, there are a lot of other pieces and opportunities to have even more significant growth in your relationship and in your personal life of, you know, kind of checking in. And is this, is this actually everything that I thought it was going to be during the like happy phase Mm -hmm. of let's, let's make a baby and, you know, not thinking
1: about miscarriage yet. Definitely. I think that's such a good point that for so many couples, I feel like after miscarriage, their priorities shift sometimes and they start to realize things and explore things that maybe otherwise they wouldn't have. But like you said, do we feel like we have enough support? Do we need to look for more support in our life? And even more logistical things like, yeah, do I – Do I need more support when it comes to our doctors or even where we're living? Do we want to explore that more? I feel like I've heard a lot of really cool stories from folks about how after their miscarriage, things just kind of get so shook up that they started to like start to do even just new things, even of like a lot of people going for a vacation right afterwards. Like we just need to get out and we need to go do something together, taking up new hobbies that again, it just really shifts things and becomes an opportunity at times for like, can we... Move closer to each other, and can we learn more about each other? A really, really painful opportunity that comes with, as you mentioned, a lot of baggage as well, too, but one that brings a lot of changes as well. And I think if a couple can move together during that time, it can really lead them to come out of it stronger on the other side.
0: I definitely. I mean, you see people professionally, and I just interview them on a podcast. Yeah. But that yeah. has definitely been um, what I've
1: heard as well, right? Yeah, so it's really beautiful to hear.
0: Mm-hmm. And I I find that some people felt like they almost needed permission to do that. So anyone listening, you don't need permission. But if you really do, here it is. Go, <laughs> <Cool. laughs> yes. Start the hobby. Take the vacation. 100%. Whatever it is. Yeah, you don't have to. You don't have to keep sitting in the same uh, emotional space. You can
1: move forward yes. if and when you're ready hundred percent. There was, yeah, that reminds me of something I had written about was um a couple of my favorite section was fuck silver linings. I apologize for the language, but essentially just talking about how a lot of times after loss people will try to tell you to like, well, at least you can do this, or maybe you can try to do this, whatever else. And I think with the best of intentions, those aren't always as helpful, but I do think what is helpful is being able to define what are my own silver linings here? What is like, the places that I want to move into when I feel ready and to give myself permission to move into that. That's good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I guess my last thought is I just think it's so important to acknowledge that after miscarriage that it is so normal that you're going to feel maybe some disconnection in your relationship with your body and in your relationship with your partner as well. And to be able to approach that disconnection with understanding, compassion, and... Forgiveness is going to be just really, really helpful in moving you towards repair. And just know that I am right there with you as you're working through that.
0: Hey you, stay connected. Find us on Instagram at Managing Miscarriage, on Facebook at Miscarriage Nonprofit, and don't forget to download the free e-guide on our website, managingmiscarriage.com. Please rate and review this podcast to help other women find us and consider sharing your story. Hang in there, mama.